Well, I'd like us to look at uh, Romans 13 for just a moment. This is the passage that speaks of being in subjection to government officials. And I just have to confess to you um, that I'm not very excited about what it looks like is happening on the political scene in the world today. I don't know how that's going to turn out. I have been, I've gone to the top for the last, almost every, I'm sure it's every day for the last two or three months. When I say to the top, we're going to the throne of the universe about this. Because he's the one that's in charge. Uh, and uh, it's just, we are aware, we watch the news, we are aware that there has been a a uh, major influx of, of the filled in and tabulated balance so that there has been a stealing of the election taking, if you will, pumping these these ballots in and stuff like that. And it's really a concern for me. But at the same time, I know from the text that God is in charge. He's on the throne. He's in charge. And so I try to take some kind of solace in that, some kind of comfort in that, because I know in my mind it's true. But it's hard for me in my heart sometimes to surrender to what I see God doing, or at least it looks like he's doing. And so I just pray over and over again, not only for the country, but for my heart, that I would be in, be willing to submit to his will. Because, believe it or not, he knows what's best. <laughs> we know that. Let me read the, just a few verses from Romans 13 as we are uh, thinking about remembering the Lord who who himself submitted to some very harsh political um, leaders. And not only Paul, but I mean, not only Jesus, but Paul in his day uh, grew up in a time in which there was a very <coughs> serious, uh, godless leadership, brutal leadership. Uh, verse 1, uh, Romans 13 says, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities. Let me just stop there for just a moment. It doesn't say every Christian. It says every person. This is the standard that God has placed. He's placed the authority and government uh, in leadership position. And he has said that every person is to be in subjection to that, not just the Christians, but every person to be in subjection to that. Of course, especially with governing authorities. And if that isn't enough to just let us know that God's the one that's in charge, and that he's established this, he says, for there is no authority except from God. So that you look at all the authorities, and this is not only the ones that we like, but this is the ones we don't like. This is not only the ones in Washington, but this is the teachers at school that you don't like, or the parents that maybe you don't like what they're saying, or whatever it is, the authorities that are over you, he says, there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established they are confirmed, they are put in place by God. So that all the authorities that exist are there in one way or another by God's plan and God's design. And we are told to submit to those who are over us with one exception, of course. And that exception is if the authorities tell us to do something that is against the law of God, the ordinance of God. We're told, for example, that we have to to abort our children, or if we're told, for example, that we have to lie about this, that, or the other, we can say, no, I can't do that, uh, because a higher authority than you has spoken on this particular issue, 
and we need to obey God rather than man. And that really includes, by the way, um, meeting together as a church. We don't, we don't just disband that. And so, um, he says here then, therefore, verse two, whoever resists the authority has opposed the ordinance of God. So that if you resist the authority and, um, that would include the authorities of speed limit, even though I don't like to admit it. That would include that. That's one of the authorities that God has placed over us. They, whoever resists the authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who oppose it will receive condemnation. And uh, that condemnation is not, I don't think, referring to the divine uh, punishment that comes from God, but rather the punishment that comes from obeying, disobeying human ordinance. So that, for example... There have been several times when I've been received that condemnation by being pulled over with a blue light behind me or whatever because I didn't, I went too fast in these places and every place that I was speeding, it was really safer to be speeding than it was to go the speed limit. But anyway, um, it's just kind of the, the fact that is that I was guilty and uh, I ended up having to pay some money or either the, either that or they let, let it off and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, it's a humbling thing to see God's uh, authorities work and bring whatever punishment is necessary, but it is from God, and I know it's from the Lord, and therefore I submit to that. We, we uh, What does Peter say? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt and confirm you in his way in his time. And I can tell you, I do not want to place myself in a position of being against the Lord. I don't want to test him. I don't want to push him. I don't want to try to battle in some kind of competition with the Lord God of the universe. He is extremely powerful, and he knows the end from the beginning. He not only knows... See, here's the thing. What bothers me is he knows what I might do to try to... uh, bribe him or what I might say or what I might try to do to hoping that I can trick him in some way. He knows all these things. All, he knows everything. And uh, I know already that I'm not, that I'm not going <coughs> to, I'm not going to be able to outsmart him or outwit him or whatever. And I know already that his way is best. And if we go his way, he hears the prayers, he answers the prayers, he does what he's going to do and he does it the best way. And, but it is sometimes difficult for me to just relax and take my hands off and say, we're going to do it your way. I still, still want to end up doing something my way, get my little, little, uh, two cents worth in. And, uh, it's not really worth it. And I know that it doesn't mean that we don't think. It just means that having thunk, thunk, having thought through the issues, <laughs> we know that his way is best and he doesn't make mistakes. So let's, let's keep reading. We're down here. Um, for the rulers are not uh, for for rulers are not a cause for fear for good behavior, but for evil. Uh, do you want to have no fear of authority? And, and by the way, this is another thing that remember during this time uh, they were having uh, there were several policemen or some had been accused of being brutal racially against black people or whatever. And it, it, uh, they were interviewing one one black guy said that every time he sees he was the commentator he said every time I see a policeman I get a little Queasy, queasy uh, fear in my stomach, as if that was bad. That's not bad. That's normal because we are to respect authority. That's the way it should be, and we should have that kind of respect. So anyway, says so do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. 
For it is a minister that that authority is a minister of God to you for good. Not good from your standpoint only, but also good from God's standpoint. That's a good promise. That's a good promise. For if you do what is evil, be afraid. For it does not bear the sword for nothing. That sword is capital punishment. Um, we make a big thing about police brutality sometimes. It's kind of a big thing on the news right now. But the policemen have God's permission to shoot if necessary in performance of their duty. They have God's permission already. There it is. And uh, we can make a big thing about it, but um, and I, I don't. I'm very concerned about the direction of what's going to ha- what what they're trying to do now and defunding the police and doing this kind of stuff like that. And uh, the cities that are doing that, I don't know if you watch Fox News, I do. And the cities that are doing that, all of them are having a massive increase in homicide and murders and things like that. And it's it's uh, and they're trying to figure out why it is. And some kind of stupid question as to why that's happening. It doesn't. It, it, they lost something upstairs in their rebellion against the authority of God. So anyway, um, the authority is the government or minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also because of conscience sake. And I'll stop there. Uh, I personally think that conscience is one of the best things God has given us. I am trying, I have trained my conscience. I've kind of made it raw sometimes. I don't, don't feel guilty about things I should feel guilty about. And, uh, I'm trying to be more sensitive to my conscience because I think that that, that ability that God has given us to be aware of doing something that is wrong and being able to discern good from evil is a real serious issue. And we can, we can, violate our conscience to the point that we are not able to discern good from evil. Things that once we consider sin, we no longer, it doesn't bother us anymore. We, we lose that sensitivity. That troubles me about myself, and uh, I just, I'm really asking the Lord to help me. Um, that's what I was talking about this morning, that you talked about uh, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Because it's easy to lose that sensitivity and to be enthralled with the things of earth, the love of the world, the flesh and the devil, so on and so forth, and lose that sensitivity. And I don't want to do that. So I want to, I want to be sensitive to the Lord. I want my conscience to be sensitive. I want to listen to my conscience and be sure it's, be sure my conscience is informed biblically because you can have a conscience that makes you sensitive about things that, that are not an issue at all. You don't want to do that, but you want your conscience to be, what's the word I want to say, um, equipped and uh, guided and directed by the truths of Scripture. And uh, when that's the case, God uses that in a good way in our lives and it helps us to be pleased with Him. And when we bear the authorities, um, our conscience is good. When you're driving down the road and you see a police car, what's the first thing you do? Well, you just speed limit to see if you're going too fast. Yeah, if you're right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're speed or not. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, we, we need to pray pray for our country and pray for our leaders and we need to pray for the police particularly and pray that God will have mercy. And I do, I pray there is a, the, the only the only obstacle now I see is our country that is at a real crossroads 
is uh, if those the, there are those that have to confirm the votes of the states and stuff like that, and they can change that, and they can back off and say they don't believe the will of the people is being done, and they can change that. And I I just ask the Lord to have His will with the nation, and He will do that, and I'm confident in that. So you can pray for me and for my stubborn heart. Now we're coming to here today to look at these to take these elements. These elements are there to remind us of the sacrifice of our Savior on the cross. Take the, the, the bread, which represents his body, uh, which is given for us, not broken, but given for us. And uh, the cup, which represents uh, his blood, his life that was poured out for us. And it's a very serious, serious time. It is the single meeting that I know of in the scriptures that tells us to examine our hearts before we do it. So I'm going to um, start us in prayer and we only have about four or five people, so you may not, you may not be anybody else, but Pete, if you close us in prayer when we do that, give it other, give these other two guys a chance to pray. We'll see people that. online too. Yeah. yeah, and that's right. People online, you can pray. You sure can. Just kind of speak up so we can hear you. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we do thank you. Forgot about the people online, but thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for the fact that the throne is occupied. That always encourages me because I see in scripture uh, there are times when various individuals, they're rare, but there are times when various individuals have been privileged to get a glimpse of the throne of the universe. And those times have been hundreds and hundreds of years apart sometimes. And yet in every case, the throne has always been occupied, which means you're always on the throne and you have established the throne and you're in charge. And there are commands that go forth from the throne and there are angels that uh, await your beck and call every moment and you are you are not slipping off the throne. You have not uh, gone to the bathroom, so to speak, and left things kind of run awry, but you are functioning and you are aware of what's going on. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful to you for that. And we take that by faith because it does look like at times, Lord, when it seems like that things are going awry, that... Um, you're maybe not concerned you set the, the, the government down like a clock you, or timer you wind it up and then you set it down and you let it go its own way and you walk away. That's not true. I know it's not true. Uh, I do think our nation is right for judgment, but I'm asking you for mercy and I'm asking you for grace. I'm asking you to, to help us to really take you seriously. And I pray for the church because we are those who are, we're your people. We're the ones that should be sensitive to and listening to you. And so we just, I pray for those things before I pray for the meeting. I do pray for the country and I pray for the people. And I pray for this meeting tonight. And I pray for our hearts, that our hearts would be sensitive to you. We are so very, very, very blessed to have a Savior that we have who loves us, who gave himself for us. If there is ever any question that uh, we can question whether you love us and doing what's best, all we have to do is look at Calvary. There is nothing that comes even close to the fact that you would take on yourself human flesh and die as a sacrifice in my place. The sacrifice that you paid was for my rotten, rebellious sin. And I thank you so much that you died for me and that you lived for me and that your life is exchanged for me and that, that I stand now complete in you. And I thank you for that. And I ask you to help me to live in a way that is that exalts that, that uh, recognizes that, that shows appreciation to you for that kind of sacrifice. And uh, this new year that we have coming, 
in front of us. I pray that you'll help it to be a year in which Jesus Christ is really magnified and exalted and lifted up. And I pray you bless the church, make us effective, uh, help us to be serious about the things that are that are in our lap and on our plate. Give us your wisdom and guidance and direction. And we just commit ourselves to you. And I'm not going to close in prayer, Lord. I'm going to ask anybody else that wants to pray to pray. And then the people close.